Yeah, I'm happy this time. Right, here we go. This time, this is the one. Please note, this is the second of two beta test versions of the BrewDog News Podcast. Much of what you are about to hear may change ahead of our official launch, which has been recorded what now? You hear that? Is that your washing machine? No, she's like a tumble put the, dryer. She's put the <laughs> kettle on. <laughs> Please note, this is the second of two beta test versions of the Brewdog News podcast. Much of what you're about to hear may change ahead of our official launch, which is being recorded live from Dog Tap in Ellen on the fifth of April. Hello everyone and welcome to the second of our two test versions of the BrewDog News Podcast. This has been recorded on the 29th of March 2018. We're your weekly source for the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews for the world of BrewDog and craft beer. This show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. And with me, Bruce Cameron. We're joined this week again by our dreadlocked guest, Mr. Peter Brown. And through the wonders of crowdfunding, I sound absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Yay! Coming up on this week's show... We're going to be talking about BrewDog's purchase of the Drafthouse chain of pubs, the Million Pint giveaway, it's been extended, there's eight, yes, eight new BrewDog beers to talk about, and we've voicemails in from our listeners. We have a bunch more news to tell you about, and we catch up with Peter on his Dogs on Deck shift at Doghouse in Glasgow, and we look forward to next week's live pre-AGM special. Standard disclaimer time, we're all shareholders in BrewDog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on their behalf. So without further ado, let's play some theme music! So we're here today in Aberdeen, we've got 6,000 FD pumps, had a really great day tasting some incredible beer. What I love most about your company is the passionate, talented, massively hard-working bunch of people that we have. James Watt, Martin Dickey, this is diabolical, absolutely diabolical. You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stand. Well, here we are again then, gentlemen. Yeah, so week number two. A brand new podcast. With how the brand hell, new mics. How the, yes, we do sound pretty good already. How the hell are you both? A lot better than the other week, put it that way. <laughs> yes, I can actually hear you. It's fantastic. I know. I know. I'm actually surprised you made it through the week. Me as well, man. Me as well. Yeah, that that flu really brought you down for a while there, didn't it? So. Indeed. I kept right. looking. At, I kept looking at the, the obituaries in the paper to see if your name appeared. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting to go down to the Southland Creme for you. Brilliant. Right. Anyway, let's crack on. We're keeping our listeners waiting. Uh, the big news. The huge news. Uh, the Draft House. Yes. is a chain of pubs uh, in London, and I believe one in Milton Keynes, as everybody keeps reminding us. And BrewDog, in a real surprise announcement on Monday, just suddenly went, oh yeah, we've bought them. Did, did anybody see that coming? No, not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. I think it represents a huge change in strategy. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I did see you know a load of comments about this, but one of the things that I thought about was James had as often said that, you know, with BrewDog, he's aiming for the stock market. And one of the sort of many criteria for that is he wouldn't feel comfortable doing that until there was a, a, a roughly 100, 150 bars, something like that. And when they've got 50 bars just now, and yes, they've got about another 20 announced for this year, you're thinking, okay, well, we're on schedule. This suddenly, bang, there we go. There's another 15 bars just like that. Is it 15 bars? 13? No, I could confirm that actually with the press release. It's a confirmation of 14 bars across London and the southeast. 
14. Excellent. 14 bars, 213 employees. Good. So. We're all going to get Cicerone trained as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So this, I mean, this was the sort of key announcement. There was, they were, they were saying at the moment, and this, this makes complete sense. They're not going to be in any rush to change anything at all. The first thing, and which is fantastic, is they just want to make sure that the staff come on board. Uh, they must have an absolute metric ton of. Uh, admin to do and you know switching payroll and all this sort of stuff so and that's the first thing but um yeah i thought let's let's have a little look at what um draft house pubs are all about have either of you two ever been in one no i don't think so i don't think so i can go for one i can go down to one when i'm in london when the 21st i will make sure i went to one or two yeah I um, i can't see i've been in one at all the only thing i know about them no i i don't think i have either i mean they do look on the outside are certainly a bit more like your traditional English style pubs, um, not necessarily just English, really. Yeah, I put a message on the forums asking if anybody uh, is a regular at Draft House pubs, and uh, Liam Wallace, along with a couple of others, replied. Uh, he says they've got sports on the big screen, um, diverse drink and food selection. Uh, they're much less focused on the beer, burger, pizza, and wings that we've used to. Uh, the staff generally less educated in all things beer, and the general clientele are a little bit less beer geeks um, than the Brewdog crowd. Uh, it seems they're less worried about craft, uh, giving more people what they want, such as Camden, um, things like that. And uh, they're generally nice pubs, but several of them are located quite near to other Brewdog sites. Yeah. What do you, th- uh, what do you think? What do you think about the um, the fact that they do sell AB and Bev and Heineken and stuff? See, I'm I'm all for it. Which may be a surprising reaction, because one of the best pubs I go in, I used to go to in Glasgow was Drury Street, and that was always a halfway house. It still is a now. One set of pins, all your AB and Bev, all your macro lager shite, right beside it, Beaver Town, Punk, anything you want, good craft. Uh, the guy knows what he's talking about, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's one of the big things we need to convert people. If we want to actually push people through, it's about having access and making that gap, because it's too segregated otherwise. It's literally, you're a hipster, you're not a hipster. You're a craft beer drinker, you're a lager drinker. May I? May I hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. See, along the lines, maybe even Weatherspoons a little bit, in the sense that you've got your old drinkers, you know, your normal standard hmm. lager drinkers, but yet they are supplying punk, they are supplying Elvis juice, and it kind of pulls people across. It might help. Oh, definitely. I mean, the whole Witherspoons thing getting punk on draft. They used to have Kingpin on draft years ago, like 2014, I believe. That came and went, but punk's going to work a lot better. And mm-hmm. Witherspoons, as much as everyone hates the owner, obviously, for reasons. Absolutely. Um, okay. They've upped their craft game for years, like bringing in six points, uh, Bengali, two quid, six and a half percent, banging beer. So when now people say, I'm going to go to Spoons, you don't have to like roll your eyes and go, oh, I'm going to have a Guinness. You can no. actually go in and go, oh, look, they've got Buxton, they've got Lerwick. Well, not Lerwick, that's a bit of a dream. But they do have some good craft <laughs> on. They've actually got a, a craft beer festival on right now, and Six Point have brewed a beer specifically for it, and I cannot remember what it is. Oh. Very good. Um, I'm just looking here. There's a photograph of the um, one of the boards in one of the draft houses on the go. Um, yeah, so log-wise, there's Camden's in there, um, Amstel's in there, Sierra something or other. Bira Moretti. All right. Uh, we've got Four people, we've got Laguinitas on, and then we've got things like um, Maltzmiths, which is uh, Heineken. Um, so there's a real 
there is a real mix there. So I think one of the first questions folk had was, well, does this mean because of Brewdog's stance on not taking on any of these, does this mean that they're going to whip them all out? But uh, again, um, JB came back and was quick to say, nope, absolutely no no immediate changes. There will be changes, but nothing mm. immediate. Um, I think it's a case of watch the space. Mm. Definitely. I mean, they've bought over a successful business and they're going to have the facility to put their beers through the lines there as well as still keep other punters happy and still make a revenue. They've literally bought, what was it, 14 bars, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. 14 yeah. bars for 15 million in the middle of, like, all across London. Yeah. That is, that is a license to print money as long as they keep what they're doing and slowly keep their stuff in. There was heaps of questions in the forum from people. Um one person checked out the uh, company's house filing for the chain. Um, everything looking fairly positive there. There's nothing that you know to worry people in terms of this being an investment for Brewdog. Um, David then went on to answer a load of these questions, so I'll just sort of put a, uh, put a few of them out here. Uh, EFP discount because um, obviously we we're used to getting our discount when we go in the pubs. That is not going to be on just now. Um, it will eventually, I would imagine. That's my guess. That's everything that's been hinted at. Um, your beer visa stamps and things, which we've not really spoken about yet, they're not going to be on yet. Um, adding to the Brewdog brand, uh, whether they're going to be turned into Brewdog bars, um, they said, no, we're not planning to turn them all into Brewdogs and we purchase the business as we like the brand. It serves a different market. It works in different locations, properties and demographics than Brewdog Bar. Mm. After a period of bedding in and stabilising the trade and the team, we see potential to grow this brand in and around London and the Southeast, and also potential to use it to get second or third sites in key cities across the country that we already operate in. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely clear that they're going to be keeping it as Draft House. Good. Fantastic. Yeah. Is there anything else they wanted to mention on it? Um, The food's quite a different sort of offering to what they do in regular They do do unlimited pints. (laughs) Literally, they do a free refill on pints. There's like a, a lunchtime thing. It's like twenty. It's like between twelve and four for twenty five quid. You get your food and unlimited pints. Oh dear! Till four o'clock. So I can imagine there's a few lager louts in there, or soon soon there'll be indie kids. Wow! <laughs> I just coined that phrase. <laughs> yeah, that could get messy. Um, right, I think that's pretty much all there is to say on that just now. There'll be more, um, and I'm I'm a hundred percent sure it'll be brought up at the AGM next week as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, it is such a change of strategy for Brewdog. Um, but let's move on. Um, let's talk about fanzine. Now, I'm pretty sure most people listening to this won't have a clue what fanzine is. Yep. We spoke a little while on one of our test episodes a little back, while back, we spoke about um, beer clubs. And yep. uh, one of the ideas that had been floated um, by James was the idea of a um, three or four cans possibly getting sent out in the post, so rather having to use the couriers and everything else. And he was hinting that this could become a thing. And uh, it's we've now had confirmation that it's not only could become a thing, it is going to become a thing. Peter, you said you saw there was an out... Um, Cameron. Earlier on, yeah, earlier on yeah today, Cameron Cam- are, uh, in, the for- in the forum was <laughs> yeah, saying... Yeah, people, people have been champing at the bit in the forum, like begging, refreshing the page, waiting for the launch, because they did say this week initially, and obviously... Uh, announcement o'clock went by at 12 today and the, the land was barren but with the confirmation from Cam it's going to launch on Tuesday from next week with everyone being able to put the first order in up until the AGM and then it'll start getting posted out from there 
People are speculating it might only be fortnightly from the response someone gave in a thread earlier today that the, the beers, because apparently there's going to be a voting system. So not like for people that don't know, it's basically three cans of three completely new Brewdog beers shipped to your door or picked up from a bar each week. The price, they're still deliberating on that. It's going to be between nine and a half to maybe 12 quid. You can get it recorded, mm-hmm. delivered if you really want. All these beers are really just small batch beers that they really want to push out. And they want feedback on because that way they can start making. Does this mean then that things like um, I said, there's been it looks like there's eight, well, effectively eight beers coming out at the moment from Brewdog yeah. in the last two weeks. Does that mean that if you're on fanzine subscription, that you're pretty much guaranteed to get a taste of everything? Because for example, Kamikaze that we spoke about in the last episode, I still haven't had a taste, and that's going to be gone not? soon. No, nope, uh, go before. to you're not Aberdeen, you? Go to yeah. this XL service station. I've got them hiding in the back. Oh, the Enchanted Garage. That's the place. Oh, the Enchanted Garage. can't beat the Enchanted Garage. Oh, I say that, I've never been. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, we, can go, we can go up at uh, AGM weekend. The last, time, the last time I was at that garage, I filled up a tank full of diesel. That was a... Well, you're doing it wrong because they've got one of the best beer selections in uh, I know. pretty much North Scotland, I think. Right. Um, yeah, okay, well, we'll keep an eye on that. It'll be, um, again, it'll be something we'll talk about on the AGM episode if it finally gets announced. But, uh, yeah, I was I was really keen that it, to see this because, uh, for me, it is a pain making sure that you get a taste of all these things. A number of times you see, like, international beers and things like that getting launched and I don't get a taste. And, uh. Right, our next story. Um, yeah, the Million Pint giveaway. Um, interesting, this one. The extended, are they? They have extended it, and in the marketing on both Twitter and Facebook and everyone else I saw, they said there has been an insane response to the um, one million pints of punk giveaway, so we're going to extend it for another four weeks, which is a little bit uh, disingenuous to what we've actually seen, the figures-wise, that they've occasionally posted up in the forum. They've had 200,000 sign up, and that's not reclaim, so you're probably talking about 40,000 have been reclaimed out of that. 40,000 is certainly not anywhere close to 1 million. Um, yeah, I, I, I was a bit disappointed that they used that language, but uh, when I posted up on the forum saying, oh, this isn't the best terms to use, you very quickly reminded me of they do this all the time. So Yeah, yeah oh no, it's part of, the, part of the package. I think one of the good things that's come out of this, so they have opted, instead of not being able to get a pint on a Friday and Saturday, you can go in and pick up a can. Yeah. Which is still good. That still gets the message out, gets people drinking mm-hmm. the beer. I've not cleaned mine yet. No, but I think most people haven't. I mean, you know, yeah, to, to try and give away a million pints assumes that everybody's going to rush to a rush. brew dog bar or form a queue outside, and I don't yeah. think that that was the case. Um, I think one of the problems is that, you know, the, the reach of actual brew dog bars, the number of people who are within you know, visiting distance of a brew dog bar is only a fraction of the country, even in though... Fact, in fact, how many bars are there in the UK? Mm. Now, there's a fact I should know off the top of my head. <laughs> it's about... It's got to be about <laughs> 40. And now on the podcast, three men look up facts on Google. One, two, three, four, 16, 32, 33, according to the website... So it's thirty-three bars in the UK, and yep. um, yeah. So, but there's major cities still haven't even got a brew dog yet. So, yes, you give it away. That's oh, that's a new thing that came out today, though. They're looking at smaller rural rural, uh, rural areas. One of the guys in the UK bar hunting team put up a post today. He was looking for information in places like Hull. For your million pints, okay. 
thinking about UK wide, for the 33 bars, you're looking at about 30,000 people per bar to yep. give a free pint to. Mm-hmm. And it, in, in Glasgow, that's 60,000 people. So it's not going to happen. This is why, I don't know if you've seen when Sarah Warman put up the post about trying Sarah being the marketing... The marketing, the marketing genius, guru, women. I, I need to get a better title for her quick. She's <laughs> the marketing manager, isn't she? Or... Um, no, she, part of her campaign about trying to push punk... She, like they, were, they, were going to, they wanted to do a scheme where they gave uh, six cans of punk or four or six cans of punk to each uh, shareholder. They might have just randomly dropped it, you know, just sent it randomly. Um, and one of my ideas was, well, how about the Million Pint campaign? You're supplying punk and Witherspoons. Witherspoons is everywhere. You don't falter on your pricing plan. So, for example, you don't lower your mm-hmm. prices no matter what. So, technically, Witherspoons should be paying full price for punk. Why don't you absorb your million free pints into Witherspoons and everyone will claim it, everyone will drink it. Absolutely. Witherspoons will buy more punk off you. People got Witherspoons. Win-win. That that was a point as well that would get raised in that Fred from Sarah Warman, like that people we are we are saturated slightly as, as equity punks. Like we don't obviously you meet someone for the first time you talk about it or it'll come up in natural conversation, but it's not something you push. It's it's not obviously. I think to be fair, actually, the majority of people I've talked about either will drink it or have converted. Yeah. So unless I'm going out to make a hundred new friends, I'm not going to do anything with these cans of punk if they come to my door. Drink them? Well, it depends. Yeah, I will. <laughs> now, of course I'll drink them. Right, uh, we've got uh, an advert. This is a landmark moment. It's ten years since Bulldog began reshaping the UK beer scene. This is the shock of the new, the end of the beginning, and an apocalypse for the status quo. <laughs> At BrewDog, we've been ripping up the rule book since day one as we pioneered a new generation of business model. Our business is part owned by over 50,000 people who love good beer as much as we do. They're our shareholders, our friends, our community and the heart and soul of our business. And this is your chance to join them. What started in 2007 with two humans and one dog has been one of the fastest growing businesses in the UK over the last seven years which now owns and operates two amazing breweries, one in Ellen, Scotland, and one in Columbus, Ohio. Has 50 fantastic beer buyers dotted all over the planet. Employs nearly 1,000 people, and is on the Sunday Times list of the top 100 companies to work for. And equity punks who invested in 2009 and 2011 have seen the value of their investment increase by over 2,000%. And with this growth set to continue, this is your opportunity to get involved. Our future plans include expanding our existing breweries to keep pace with the demand, finalising and launching Overworks, our outstanding sour beer facility, opening more beer bars and brew pubs internationally, and building new breweries in Australia and China. By investing, you will entitle yourself to a lifetime discount of all of our bars and our online shop. Get an invite for you and a friend to our legendary AGM and benefit from our future dough. With your help, we want to create a debut world. One where consumers become owners and businesses can empower global change. Equity for Punks is an equilibrium between heart and head. No borders, no rules, no limits. The future won't be dictated to us by mega corporations, but shaped by people like you, 
and us. This is about creating a new normal and changing business forever. This is Equity for Punks. Right, on to the voicemails. We're keen to hear from you here on the BrewDog News podcast, so please feel free to call us on our new number, which is 01224 518 501. That's 01224 518 501, and leave us a message. We've got uh, two voicemails for you this week, and Mm. uh, the first one is from our good friend, it's Watty. Watty's back again. Hi, hi, BrewDog News podcast. Watty here, Paul Meldrum again. I was just listening to Bryce speaking about the, the innocent guns brewing at tenants um, in the cab here, my beloved John Deere. Now, I was wondering if he could maybe clear up a, a couple of things because I got half confused about them brewing at tenants or their part of tenants or, uh, oh, hold on a minute, that's it, wrong point. Uh, I was just clear it up because I found the whole thing a bit confusing because I thought they were craft brewers, but maybe they're me. I just didn't came. Cheerio now. Ah, so there was our friend Watty. So a couple of things. Watty seems to call it brew dogs. Uh, Watty seems to call innocent gun innocent gun. And, and uh, my name's not Bryce. Camden <laughs> <laughs> Bryce. He's a bit uh, he's a bit hard of hearing as our Watty. So yes, um, you got called out on this one on the forum, Bruce. Uh, I did, I did. I saw that. Now the only defence that I had was no. I kind of looked well, into this after be- this. Be- before we jump into that, for those who don't understand what is Tuchter uh, accent, we should really explain. Actually, Peter, do you understand what you said? Basically, he wasn't sure if you know tenants is part of innocent guns part of tenants. Where's the brewing? What's going on? Who's yep. your dad? Basically, okay. I. Yeah, someone pointed out on the forum that it's only the big batch beers that are brewed there, uh, referring to an article from, uh, I think it was a, at least a year ago, uh, where they were talking about that they have bought their own brewery now. Um, I think they took over an old one. So it was, what, it was. What, what do you know, Bruce? What do you know? Basically, since having looked at it, the article from the Herald back in 2016, admit, and it says there that they got their own brewery, so they've got the land from Inveralmond, so it was the, the acquired the Inveralmond Brewery in 2016. I think they've, they've fundraised like 3.1 million. So, from what I was told, and what we were told on the tour... This is when you went to the tour of the... Of, of the yeah. tennis factory. Yeah. Was that the all, and the word was used, was all the beer was brewed there at, at tenants. So they now, specifically said all, yeah, yeah. all innocent gun beer is brewed at tenants, yeah? However, however... The bump that I received in preparation for doing the tour, because I'm a because I'm a sign language interpreter, they, they they send out information beforehand, and the part of the PDF they sent it said, whilst it may sound surprising, it makes economic sense. Firstly, for us, as we are paid to use our spare capacity. Secondly, for the other companies, as it's cheaper to pay us to brew them for them, if they have extra produce to make rather than build a new brewery, which could cost into hundreds of millions of pounds. Then he goes on to say, if anyone is aware of the beer Innocent Gun, whilst it may say Edinburgh on the bottle, all their beer is brewed here at the Will Park Brewery. So, what looks like has happened is the tour guide has obviously got the script, and the script hasn't been updated ah. since last year. Oh, okay. that makes sense. So, so the tour guide has just gone, there's the script, flicked through it, read it, and... Just read it out. Yeah, and that's all that's happened because if you're looking at the the article from the Herald from 
I think it was, it was April 2016. So that's two years ago now. It says they, they acquired Inveramon Brewery then. So, yes, um, fact-checked. I should have fact-checked probably just after being told it, but I think with the it will continue to use Tennis Bell Park for the larger brews, but yeah. obviously not all the brews. So there you okay. go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, yeah, speaking of clarifications and mistakes, I've got one. Uh, I need to apologise sincerely to Louise at Fierce on the last podcast, I think I said to you, um, Peter, that I think they've been on the go for five or six years. It's not; They're not even two years old, um, which is staggering when I consider, especially around here, just how everywhere you see Fierce. So, um, mm. congratulations. They've done a really good job, man, yeah. They've, they've, they've made a presence. Yeah. Um, so, again, Louise, really sorry about that. Um, and then let's jump to another voicemail. This one is from Matt. How you doing? It's Matt here. I was just looking to find out what was your favourite Soda Stream flavour. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm going to win this. I'm going to win this in one. Well, this, we this is, behave. If if like, if someone's going to phone in and leave us a voicemail, we never actually specified it has to be Brewdog related. Of course not. Um, so I did a little bit of research on this because my memory was not too great on this, and I ended up finding an advert from the 1980s which covered all the flavours of Soda Stream. Would you like to hear it? Yep. Oh. Orange and lemonade, apple A2 Over here for ginger beer and iron brew Bowl of cola, positiza, bring on the tea Get busy with the business, so sweet Lemon, lime, strawberry, blackcurrant flavors too It's a tonic sauce and phonic, pick a bubble of two Handy shandy, try a fifth or ginger ale or three Don't deny it or to die, try it one calorie Alkalitis go green Get busy with the business, so sweet Busy with the fizzy. Are you getting busy with the fizzy? <sighs> I'm not <laughs> Lemon and lime. That's it. My lemon, lemon and lime. lime. Yeah. How about you, Bryce? Pineapple crush. Wow. That's wow. weird. What about you, wow. Peter? Sorry, what was the one flavour everyone had with their soda stream? It must have been cola. Cola? No, it was fizzy milk. Mm-hmm. No, fizzy milk. If you if you never put milk in a soda stream, it is absolutely disgusting. But it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever to watch people drink. <laughs> right, hold on a second. Can you still buy soda streams? I take it. You can. Aye, oh aye, they must be alive. Oh aye, they're still very much on the go. They had a wee revival about a year ago, did they not? Yeah, last, I, it, not that Christmas, the Christmas before. <gasps> we we go on, Bruce. American Bryce. cream soda. Oh no, cream soda was good. I would say the ginger ale. Ginger ale was probably a good one back then. Mm. Did they have their own iron brew? Yeah. Let's skip on past the uh, 80s um, soft drinks, shall we? Um, <laughs> Bruce, uh, we wanted to mention quickly, there was a thread a couple of weeks ago um, talking about subtitling on yes, videos. How did this come about? Basically what had happened was um, one of the guys on the on the forum had actually posted with regards to a video for Pink IPA, which, because they were hard of hearing the struggle to follow what was being said because a lot of the if you're trying to lip read somebody you can lip read when they're on screen but as soon as they disappear from screen and you can't hear you've got no chance of following what's being said so i took it upon myself because of because of my job i'm a sign language interpreter um i was able to then add subtitles to the video for for the guy and he was very very appreciative of it. and it, it made it made me think that Possibly all, all of Brewdog's videos should have subtitles on them. 
Um, yeah, I, th- I think we're now, we're now at the stage where I feel like uh, that's possible. When you're a small business and there's just three or four of you in a marketing department, I understand it can be tricky to get these things done every single time. But not only that, the thing is, it's not only for deaf people or people who, who are hard of hearing. I don't, when I watch videos, I don't watch it with the sound on. So I'd be quite happy watching the video with subtitles if you're, if you're flicking through Facebook or YouTube or whatever and the subtitles are there. It's been very well known in social media that if you're going to put a video on Facebook or Twitter, if you don't put subtitles on, then you're not going to get the, the, yeah, the people watching it. Watches, yeah. Brewdog yeah. did it with one video. They did it with... Uh, it's, it's, I've lost it now. The video that they put it up with had subtitles, but it had no speech on it. And it was yeah. just text-based. If they can do it with that, they can do it with every single other one. And it would be but, fine. And it would give access to the... Now, I'm gonna, here's a stat for you. Guess how many deaf people or hard of hearing people there are in the UK? 500,000. Nah, nah. 1.2 million. 10 million. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, yeah. So, you've got 10 million people who you've got potential target audience of. Absolutely. I mean, these people who are people who don't get access to to videos, they don't get access to the information in videos. Is there a marketing opportunity here then for Brewdog? I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, putting the time and effort in to provide subtitle versions of the drinks would surely make them a more attractive brand to the deaf community. Definitely. 100%. Ah. 100%. So it could technically pay for itself. We're genius. We we should run Brewdog's marketing department. (laughs) Ideas like that, amazing. Right, moving on. We've, speaking of marketing, um, there's a, a thing going on just now. A few people might have noticed that if you go in the supermarket, you'll see the um, punk and things like that are now being packed slightly differently in the four packs. Instead of having the large black pass, plastic four can holders on the top, um, which were called pack tech is the technical name for them, um, they've now replaced them with the more traditional um, plastic ring pulls, if you like. And ring pulls is the wrong word. They're called wave grips, but they're... they're You'd be much more familiar with them. And there's been real pushback against this because, I mean, obviously, um, everybody just remembers... The turtle. You know, the, yeah, turtles getting strangled and, and hedgehogs getting caught up in them and things like that. Um, Brito have fairly strongly said this is a business decision. Um, well, it's upgraded a cannon line from 10000 to 35000 Yeah, hour, because so. they can can quicker. Um, I didn't realise that Pactech were being brought in shipping containers over from America as well, um, oh, whereas the, these, yeah, these can be made here. Um, Pactech, each one weighed 15 grams, um, whereas Wave Grip is now 2.3 grams. So there's significantly, well, it's 85% less material. Um, but it's still plastic, and they do have this terrible reputation for getting into the sea and, you know, strangling turtles, which nobody wants. Um, I think one of the points that people were bringing up was there is other technologies available. There's um, You can make these things out of uh, degradable paper and cardboard, mm-hmm. and um, the, the pushback on that from BrewDog was actually that... The environmental impact of the plastic, the cardboard and paper, is much higher because of the chemicals and the amount of water that's needed to create them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I could see Brewdog are in a tricky situation here. I, I think um, it doesn't help that they're instead of being, it doesn't help that they had these things that everybody really liked and now they've gone back. So, 
Peter, I mean, do you, do you, are you, is it an issue that's bothered you? Right. I mean, it's never bothered me. Uh, fair enough. Like, I can see people's complaint. The old packaging, which I think I'm actually getting lying on the couch behind me somewhere right now. Because um, I got a nice wee four pack of punk for 450 at Tesco the other evening. Are we plugged there? £4.50? Yeah, I mean, four pounds. <laughs> kind of complaining. It was canned in February as well. As you say, it's an 85% reduction in plastic. You've got to look at the big picture here. People are going to still be responsible. From the pack tech, they were still responsible for cutting up and getting rid of the plastic properly. Just in the same way with the wave grip, they still have to cut the, the rings, etc. It's everyone's responsibility, not brew dogs at the end of the day. Totally They've agree. made a decision to reduce the, the plastic use. That's saving the planet. Oh, look, fair enough, there's like an extra 25k cans coming. That's a healthy bonus if I've ever heard one. Can't help but notice you poured a beer there, Bruce, while we I were did. talking about I that. Did. What, what oh, beer are you oh, drinking no. tonight? Elvis juice. Oh, I was I was I was ten minutes away from getting a, a can of of, of tan, no tangerine. A tangerine. Yeah, I cannot wait to try that tomorrow. Oh, I, I couldn't have gone past. So, well, juice it is. that does lead us very nicely on to speaking about uh, the eight new beers. Well, technically two of them aren't new. Um, yeah, this uh, last, I think it was two weeks ago, um, the Zephyr beers uh, were released. Uh, the four Zephyrs, the kind of, they're, they're not blitzes, but they're not, so, well, they are summers, but I don't know what they are. Yeah, now apparently there was um, a beer released uh, called Zephyr many years ago, and this is not related to it at all. So right. the, f- the four Zephyrs, if you see them out and about, are yep. there's a tart pale ale, a tangy pale ale, a zesty pale ale and a juicy pale ale with tangerine, lemon, and blueberry, blueberry, blueberry. and yeah. the flavors. And what was the? Yeah, just the plain zephyr is just the an plain, American yeah, ale, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So uh, I've not tried them, uh, but do keep an eye out for them. Um, the other ones, the big beer announcement that is actually happening as we're recording this podcast is the tangerine. Clockwork Tangerine, there we Clockwork go, that's tangerine. been launched that tonight, 6 o'clock. Uh, I did try the prototype and it was lovely, it wasn't Elvis juice but it was bloody lovely. So oh, it was really nice, I got the version 2 at Doghouse and you could literally, because it's so fresh obviously from the keg, yeah. you could taste the tangerine pith, oh it was so refreshing. Is this the sort of thing that you can actually put in your dad's stocking at Christmas time? Instead of, <laughs> instead of tangerines, oh, just put oh, two, yeah, two yeah. cans oh. of this and that'll be you. Well, not really, because it's a seasonal, so it's only out April, May, June, and then it's going to age for six months. And it's, uh, so unless you've got a nice, cool cellar, then maybe. But that's another debate about how long hops keep and all that. Yeah. Um, a new Paradox came out. Paradox being the whiskey barrel aged beers, I believe. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Paradox Grain came out. Um, a lot of people doing side-by-side comparisons of previous Paradox ones there, and it was a massive thumbs up for this. I've got a yeah. bottle to try, even though I'm not a whiskey drinker, but I'm going to find some whiskey drinkers and see what they think of it. Uh, yeah, a couple of other beers. Neither of these are new, uh, but I, the Nitro JBH came out. So this is um, Ooh, Jet Blackheart. Jet Blackheart in nitro cans. I had to try one over Christmas from the ones that came over from America. The difference between Jet Blackheart and Jet Blackheart in a nitro can was night and day. The mouthfeel was just out of this world. I've got my um, hand up. Yeah, I've got my hand up. It okay. Didn't come, it didn't come from America. Bruce, what do you mean it didn't come hard? Right, hold on. <laughs> let, let him first. Let him go first. Well, no, what were you saying, Bryce? I've, I've, what's a nitro can? Um, 
it's uh, the way it's poured. It's got a magic way of pouring nice. Some of them have widgets, some don't. Instead of being packed in carbon dioxide, they're packed in nitrogen, and then there is a widget inside which releases more nitrogen. So when you had when I got these cans over from America, you you had to turn the can upside down three times, tap it on the top of the glass and pour it out, and then it poured just like you would see a traditional pint Guinness. of Guinness, because Guinness uh, in pubs is on the nitro line. It's not gone the CO two line, the carbon dioxide yeah, line. That's that's like your jet black heart in the pub as well. That's done on nitro. Kind yeah. of like your your cans of John Smith, where there's a thing. Poor, smooth, oh, yeah, that, that kind of idea, right? And the, the reason why it has a different taste is, uh, as I understand it, it's the the size of the gas bubbles in nitrogen are much smaller, and that gives it a completely different feel in the mouth, and it, it stops it fizzing up into your mouth as much. Exactly, and as we yeah. as, as we know, you don't a lot of taste is done through the nose. The vast majority of taste is done through the nose, so it does taste like a very different beer. Now, cool. I am not a fan. I'm not a big stout drinker. I, I am not oh, a big fan. Stout. I'm not Trip a big fan. Heart. Of- oh, Trip Black Heart Nitro's banging, yeah. <laughs> and we'll get Riptide. We'll get Riptide live coming. Whoa! Yeah, that's that's going to be quite a thing. Um, but yeah, I, I Nitro uh, Jet Black Heart for me was lovely. I I really enjoyed that. So um, yeah, the other quick one to mention here is uh, Nanny State, everybody's favourite low or non-alcoholic beer that is coming out in cans that's a bit of a game changer as far as i'm concerned i think nanny state is currently sitting at seventh in the craft beer uk sales that's yeah, that's it's, amazing it's, Ooh, ahead of, it's ahead of like proper beers well i say proper beers abn meth beers but yeah it's ahead of it is <laughs> which you know considering it's a yeah but it's it's yeah it's when it's going to come out in cans that's going to push sales through the roof of the supermarket. Massively. So yeah, you watch that. I reckon my prediction is Nanny State will be the third, maybe second best selling craft beer. Which considering it's no alcohol is amazing. Well, <sighs> nah, you're going to have Punk, Elvis, Juice, Pony, Nanny. Um, right, let's uh, move on to some quick hits. We're getting on in this podcast here. So, um, Chance the Rapper. Who I am not familiar with his work. That is one for the youths of today. Um, he hit out online, BBC News, uh, because Heineken put out a racist, in inverted commas, advert. No. Have you seen the advert? No. I watched it before it's, we started doing this. It's horrendous. I haven't seen the advert because I couldn't find it anyway. It's, been it's horrendous. Describe it for us, Bruce. Basically, what happens is it's like a, a beachy scene. Is it that's kind of. You know, the yeah, beach party, beach party, cocktail you know? party. Yep. So, this pint is under, across the bar top, across the bar across top. the bar top, right? And it passes a black person, a black person, a black person, and then get to a a lighter skinned person. Yep. Yeah. Of an olive complexion. And the ta- the tagline is sometimes lighter is better. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean. No. When I when I heard the tagline, I'm, personally, I'm thinking, oh, what's a big deal? What what is the big deal? You know, sometimes a lighter ale is better. You know, sometimes a lighter ale is better. But combined with that advert, with the imagery of it passing, how, three black people. How, how does this get to the point where it gets? I mean, how how many hundreds of people from Heineken are involved in the production of this thing? Your 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 people your people in advertising are in a bubble of their own. <laughs> Did they pull the ad? Yes, they have pulled the ad. Mm. Um, Right, so next, Short North. uh, New bar opening in Short North in America. Peter, where is Short North? 
It's Columbus. It's going to be their second bar there. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, the, fir- the first bar. The first bar is in Franklinton, is it? Yeah, correct. Oh, yeah. I did wonder that. I wondered if it was um, right. I wondered if it was the first or the second. Okay, no, it's the of course second. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, apparently, I mean, obviously, I've not been there yet. Although I've met a couple of guys that go to the Colum- uh, the American AGM, and so it's absolute insanity. Um, but apparently it's just an epicenter of like art, culture, and life in Columbus. And obviously, one of the big things when James went over there is they he just felt the scene was right, the people were right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if he's opening a second bar right and that quickly, it's going to kick off. It's going to be amazing. And I think the preview night is now. Oh yeah. No, it's April the thirteenth. It's April the thirteenth. A couple okay. of weeks away. Great. So Bruce, you went to catch up with uh, Peter for his uh, dogs on deck shift last I Saturday. I did. Absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. Um, I'm just going to play the audio, the audio in here. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to hand over to Bruce. Yes, Rob, what I'm actually currently doing is I'm walking towards the train station. I'm going to catch a train from here, my home village of East Kilbride. I'm going to take the train into Glasgow Central. And from Glasgow Central, I'm going to take a short walk, hop and a skip and a jump to the doghouse in Merchant City. From there, we're going to check out to see if Peter is actually working tonight. That's us pulling into the station now, so it's a quick walk up to Food Dog. Here we go. Right then, that's us taking the short walk from Central Station to here, Doghouse Merchant City, Glasgow. And we're here to see how Peter is getting on with his shift as a dog on deck. If you've not been here before, um, for me, this is one of the greatest bars that they do have. And I think the only thing that bugs me about this place is the lack of a pinball table. If there's anybody who's listening that can do something about it, get Terminator 2 pinball table in and you'll have a huge queue outside your door. As you can probably hear in the background, there's a nice hubbub of chatter going about. You're looking at about 30 people sitting outside. One guy's having a bite to eat, everybody else is having a drink. Laughter, you can, you can hear it in the background there. The sky's blue, there's a half moon directly above us. What a great night for this. Looking through the windows, it's looking already very busy and it's only six o'clock. So, I think it's about time to go in, find out if Peter is coping. Here we go. That's right. We're walking straight into Brewdog. We're kind of standing at the side of the bar to see if we can attract somebody's attention to see if we can find a fair Peter. Now, I don't see Peter behind the bar. He might be upstairs, he might be around the back. Now, the bar is very, very busy, as it seems, and... We'll just give you a quick rundown of what's on the board. We've got uh, Dead Pony Club, Jet Black Heart, 5EM scene, Punk IPA, which was kegged on the 18th, some Nanny State Vagabonds, Kingpin Lager, some live 5EM scene, Elvis Juice, Libertine, Jackhammer, Kamikaze Club, Hazy Jane, Choco Libra. Now, oh, I could go some of that. Coco Psycho. Oh, here's a wee doggy. Look. Hello. I think I'm going to get for a Hazy Jane, to be honest. We're going to try and find out if somebody can find out where Pete is. I'm going to stand in the queue here. He's definitely not behind the bar. I repeat, he's definitely not behind the bar. Ah, I think I found somebody. Right, I just want to ask a quick question. Is Peter Brown working tonight? Uh, no. Right, he was supposed to be here tonight, yeah? Uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've rescheduled that. Uh... Okay, no, no reasons? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll probably just leave it at that. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers. All right then, it, um, it appears that uh, Peter isn't working tonight. Now, I don't know what the reason is for that. Peter, you care to explain? I've had three Hazy Janes, a pint of punk, 
and I'll probably get one for the road. Oh, what a great bar. Back to the you. Well, there we go. Um, oh, Bruce, I'm so you, sorry. You... I am so sorry. Like, Bruce honestly. had a good night. Bruce had a belter of a night. <laughs> it was brilliant. I had a fantastic night. I said, the um, I tried everything. I took along a, a mate with me who wasn't really a, a Brewdog fan. He ended up drinking punk all night, and he even inquired about buying shares. So... Oh, very you know. good. Well, yeah. we, we are skir- we're skirting around the issue here, though. So, uh, <laughs> P- Peter, where where were you? Why why were you not on there? Uh, I was sadly dealing with a, an urgent family matter. Oh well. <laughs> Stuff to do. <laughs> is that is that the line that you're going with? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Excellent. But so just to just to clarify things, you are back there tomorrow. 12pm to 6pm, bank holiday Friday, PD weekend, come get your free cans of punk with your voucher if it's a Friday. So if if I manage to get this podcast out tomorrow, you might be listening to this whilst on your way to see our very own Peter Brown in Doghouse. And I can come in, I could take the kids in and get some tea during the day. Go for it. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. There you go. Right, I'll be there. Excellent. Okay, apart from the pub quiz, that's all we've got for you for this podcast. So, next week is our official launch episode. We'll be recording live from Dog Tap at the brewery in Ellen, ahead of this year's AGM, which even just from a technical point of view, never mind anything else, is nerve-wracking as it is. Uh, the idea is to have the podcast edited, published, and ready to go on your podcatcher of choice on Friday morning. So that'll be next Friday. You should be able to hear it. All ready for the 7,500 of you travelling up to this year's AGM. We've heaps of cool interviews, guests and giveaways lined up, so please follow us on Facebook or Twitter and you'll get a sneak preview of some of that bit. Uh, but let's wrap up and give everyone else a chance to say where you can be found. First, yourself, Peter, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on the on the forum, Fakebox. That's what I use for Facebook and Instagram. Well, Instagram's like two X's, but I'm... Hi. Twitter, yep. I don't use. There's links in the show notes as well. Bruce, yourself... Good. Usually just the same old place. I'm hanging about Instagram, I'm on Facebook, but usually just at Brulafu and just Google it. You'll get me wherever. Excellent. And you can find me at Sunscream on Twitter, and I'm the same on the forums, S-U-N-S-C-R-E-E-M. You can also actually find out about my day job by visiting robertcooper.xyz. So that's it for this week. Send us your voicemail on our brand new local rate voicemail number. It's 01224 518 501. You can email us, studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast, and our Twitter is at brewdognews. Show notes and past episodes are available on our brand new website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. There's a link on the website. Stick around for the pub quiz, which is coming up next. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Right, uh, let's do the pub quiz, gentlemen. Um, what's the current score at the moment? I think it's Bruce 1, Peter 1, something like so. that. Um, yeah, I did my local pub quiz on Sunday at my mm-hmm. local pub, obviously. Funny and enough. I threw in a bit of an unusual round. Um, so this round, slightly different. It's not going to be questions this week. I'm going to play you a clip of audio. I want you to tell me what it is. Ready? Mm-hmm. Here's the first one. Nokia. Nokia. Nokia went on. Oh, 3310, like, aye. Spot on. Aye. Nokia ringtone. Oh, no, I That's think I've got a loser here. Okay, here's your second one.
Windows, Windows XP. Oh. I, I said Windows Logon. Yeah, I think, I think Peter was there. You were actually right, Bruce. It was Windows XP specifically, but I will give you that one to Peter. That's two to Peter. Three. Here he is. If it'll play. Hold on. <laughs> Give it about parameters. Here we go. Try again. Number three. Modem a modem. Peter was there again. It <sighs> is a modem. You could have also had fax. You could have had fax no. machine. Okay. Here's number four. You ready? The point I had already won. <laughs> Any guesses? Skype. He just Skype. 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 Here's Skype. Oh, Peter's, uh, Peter's smashed this. Oh, I like that. No, no, he he intentionally. Right, you can cut this we'll, back, but he intentionally delayed that there. I like that. It was clever. Ah, I know. We'll throw the fifth one in. Here we go. FaceTime. Nope, it is not FaceTime. What's oh, an Apple? Oh, it's the iPhone ringtone. It's the iPhone ringtone. That's Bruce why I don't know that. Claws himself a point ugh. back at the end there. Yeah. Right, uh, thank you very much, disclaimer, disclaimer, I don't oh. have an iPhone. Disclaimer, yeah, I don't have an iPhone. Android for life. Uh, right, gentlemen, that's us. I will see okay. you all on Thursday in the flesh for our live recording. And, yeah, let's just get the hell out of here. Yep, enjoy your pints, guys. Bye. Indeed. See you next week. See you later.